Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is episode two of the Mind Your Body podcast. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing really well, and I'm excited about what we're planning to talk about today. So we are going to talk about um, nine mindset shifts that are really helpful throughout, I mean, especially in the beginning, but throughout an empowered journey of transformation and whatever health goal that you have, whether it's weight loss, uh, getting to the gym more often, um, becoming more empowered in your own health journey. I don't know. What do you want to add? To business. That? Business. I mean, honestly, yes. these apply kind of across the board. I think yeah. to having yeah. a more self-aware, empowered, joyful life. Yeah. Yeah. And none of these are one and done. So I think we we want to emphasize that that the things that we're going to talk about today are skills that we're probably still working on. I know I am for sure. Um, but it's pretty fun, even if you're not dealing with some of these things right now, mm-hmm. just to kind of be aware you know, if they do come up. Yeah. And that we were talking about this earlier, when you go and embark on a health journey or whatever goal that you have, Mm -hmm. it's really important to do it consciously. Like your your whole brain is on board Mm -hmm. and you're really making your decisions throughout it. And these mindset shifts are things that can help expand your brain and your thinking Mm -hmm. into areas that will actually help you throughout your journey so that you're not doing things in the same pattern that you're typically doing. Right. So, right. Yeah. Help you break that pattern, that cycle. Right. And be successful and to be calm. I mean, that's really, I think probably the theme that runs throughout these is, um, you know, part of being empowered is feeling in calm control mm-hmm. and not control in an overly aggressive way, but just feeling like, Oh, I have the skills to navigate this. And, you know, I can just kind of take a deep breath and, and play with these. So, you know, they all kind of interrelate with one another. And we are planning to have a giveaway, a PDF, um, so that, you know, if you're driving, you don't want to take notes, that you'll be able to access these. And we're also going to offer some questions to ask yourself, you know, in order to build these new skills. Yep. So you can start. Yep. So you can start applying these today. Yep. And really asking yourself some of those questions that will expand that thinking. Yeah. Right. Starting today. Yep. All right, yep. one, two, hit it. All right, so the first skill that we wanted to talk about was curiosity. Um, I'm guessing to even listen to this, you had to have a little bit of curiosity as to 
what the heck is this whole Mind Your Body podcast? So um, congrats on taking step one and having that. But that's definitely a part of this journey is being able to get curious and want to know more about what you don't know. Right. Right. I love that. And taking a curious approach allows you to kind of get out of drama a little bit and not really feel like, you know, the what we're going to be talking about throughout is that we are all our own N equals one experiment. And we're going to try to give you the skills and the tools to build self-awareness so that you have a template that works for you in your life. And that requires curiosity because, you know, I think we're, most of us are pretty accustomed to someone handing us a template, handing yes. us a meal plan, handing us a training plan. And we're a little bit nervous when somebody said, Hey, let's, you know, try to figure out what works for you. And it's like, Ooh, it's like, no, just be curious yeah. about what works. And so, you know, one of the questions, um, and kind of the maybe frame of mind that you want to be considering is, you know, when you do hear a new idea, assessing whether this is triggering some defensiveness Mm -hmm. in you, you know, maybe someone offers you a new way of eating, whether it's vegan or paleo or vegetarian or whatever, something, you know, within that realm, or ketogenic diet or low carb, and you're, you find that you're clenching a little bit, and feeling defensive, well, you know, maybe try to set that aside a little bit and be curious and say, what can I take from this? You know, we don't have to implement every idea that somebody presents to us, but there may be a nugget in there that might be useful. And, you know, also assessing, kind of asking yourself, am I starting to argue in my head while someone's telling me something or I'm reading an article, am I already starting to argue for all of the reasons this won't work for me? Right. 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 Versus versus taking on a curious mindset where we want to ask questions. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't work, we want to know, okay, what is that about? Right. What is it about my behavior that I'm doing it one way and not another? Mm -hmm. Right. Versus going into a shame cycle. If we do mess up, which we all will on our journeys, we're going to mess up in certain ways. And that's part of the process. But having that mindset of curiosity is going to enable you to be better able to embrace those failures along the way and learn from them and to just even be able to go through the questions that we're asking you in this podcast. Yes, curiosity is part of it, right? Yep. You've yep. got to want to know the answers to these questions before you get there. Right. And, and curiosity can be as simple as say, for example, you have a breakfast of two eggs and an orange mm-hmm. and you find by 10 AM that you're hungry. And you're genuinely hungry because you're craving, you know, like real food of some sort. That's where we want to get curious and say, huh, I wonder, maybe I should try adding another egg tomorrow. Or maybe I should try adding, you know, a piece of sausage or something like that. Instead of, you know, getting all judgmental and dramatic, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me that I don't have willpower to get through to lunch? No, be curious. What are the signals my body is telling me? And you know, tweak and adjust. So, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the second one, you kind of Mm. mentioned this a little bit earlier and I think it's so that's because it's so important, but being able to have a mindset of calm, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've told me and I've, I've told other people, you know, none of this is an emergency, right? Mm -hmm. 
whatever our goal is, we tend to kind of go into that fight or flight mode sometimes in our bodies where we're really amped up and we're right. stressed out. Yep. Um, and that's when we tend to go into that all or nothing thinking, or we tend to, um, if we make a mistake, we make it really big, right? Mm -hmm. um, so really being able to say, if I'm going to be taking this journey and I'm going to go and do it for the long haul, what kind of state do I want to be in mm -hmm. as I'm doing it? Because yeah. I don't think anybody is going to do a long haul journey, um, just gunning it and willpowering it and um, being stressed out the whole way. Like, I don't. I would never want anybody far. to set up. Yeah, sign up for that. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. even think that's possible, no way. to be honest. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that, you know, being calm also means being willing, you know, and we're going to talk about patience later on. Some of the, these all really these interrelate, all yeah. but maybe not starting out quite so hot right out of the gate. Yeah. You know, what is one thing you're willing, you know, if you kind of identify there are kind of three habits that I have that are precluding me from reaching the goal that I want to reach, right? You know, that maybe I'm snacking at night or whatever it is, maybe calmly identify one to take on and start out that way versus I think we feel like we have to be frenetic and super fired up in order to launch that it's, you know, that we have to have this kind of big adrenaline rush and, you know, it's like a somebody who's running a marathon, you sprint right out of the gate, you're going to burn out about two miles down the road, or for me, maybe you know, 100 yards. Yeah. But you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just, I don't think that that serves us in the long run, but it feels really good in the beginning. And that's, you know, the goal is to make any kind of journey, whatever it is, as stress-free as possible so that we can think our way through it. Because when we're in that stress state and frantic and what am I going to do? Um, our thinking brain isn't working. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Problem solving brain just kind of goes offline. Yep. So, yeah. We yeah. talk about this, you know, I do, <clears throat> I also work with families and have a background in psychotherapy as well, but we know from Dan Siegel that our brain gets flooded. And so if we are in that state that you were talking yes. about, that's frenetic and stressed out, you're right. We can't problem solve we can't have empathy for ourselves or others, which lead to the shame cycles. Yep. Um, and I would definitely say that the people who want to do all of the things right out mm -hmm. the gate, they want to change all of their habits. Mm -hmm. um, those are the people that tend to get stuck in these yo-yo cycles mm -hmm. over time. Yep. And, and that's really frustrating. It's really hard on your body. And I can understand how over time people get really frustrated mm -hmm. and they eventually quit this whole health journey thing because they're yeah. like, screw this. Yeah. It doesn't work. So. Yeah. Let's maybe just change that up a little bit yeah. and start with some calm. Start mm -hmm. slowly, be a, right. a tortoise versus a hare. Yep. So. Yeah, and the way that yeah, I kind of frame it when I'm first starting out with clients is I'm going to help you get on the same team with yourself. Yep. We've been at war with our bodies for so long. You know, people come in grabbing body parts and, oh, I just want to get rid of this. But they also come in kind of expecting to fail again. This is going to be another failure because they've done exactly what you said. That's super hot, trying to change everything. And then it's, you know, they derail, fall down the cliff, end up in a heap of shame, you know, a few months later, right back at it again. And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you new tools and a new template. We are trying to help people make changes that they want to make. And I think, you know, sometimes people think, yeah, why are you talking to me about mindset when I'm talking about this? Right. 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 And, you know, that's, 
it is kind of a mind bender. It really is. It's a different way of looking at it. But I'll tell you, if you want results that you get to keep over time, that you don't have to go back to the starting line over and over and over, mm-hmm. this is, these are the tools. Yep. This yeah. is the way to do it. Yep. 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 Okay. Totally agree. All right. So number three is the willingness to set and enforce healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I know for myself, I'm really big on because I personally, and you know, a lot of the women that I've worked with, the, mm-hmm. one of the first things that I notice mm-hmm. is they tend to have a lot of leaky boundaries mm-hmm. or they're either super rigid or they're super not having any boundaries at all mm-hmm. with themselves or others. Right. Um, and the reason this matters is because when you're taking on this journey, you are saying, hey, I'm getting back on my own body's team. I'm getting back in connection with myself. And I'm doing things that I'm doing for me, right? And I'm going to be, I value myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be putting myself in certain situations before other things that I used to put before myself, so to speak, right? Especially with moms, right? right? There's a sense of, I have to give, give to everybody else. And Mm -hmm. I don't get to do things for myself or say no to certain things Mm -hmm. because of how I've always felt about myself. It feels selfish. Yeah. I mean, it really culturally, I think that moms are kind of conditioned to believe that if we do take time out for ourselves that, you know, we're not as good of a mom. I know I definitely was in that paradigm for sure. So yeah. So, you know, one of the things that you've said to me that I thought was really interesting, you know, when I think of healthy boundaries, I think of healthy boundaries with other people, you know, in terms of, you know, one of the things that I you know, kind of help my clients with, you know, if they're out to dinner with friends and it's, you know, nacho and margarita night and maybe you're ordering a chef salad and, you know, whatever, something a little bit, you know, healthier that's on your plan. And maybe somebody just makes a little comment and you can just kind of gently and jokingly say, you know, I saw your own plate. You know, this is what, this is what's working for me. So when I, in the past have thought about healthy boundaries, it's always been kind of in that realm But one of the things that, you know, through our conversations, that's really been interesting is thinking about, you know, setting those healthy boundaries within ourselves as well. So, yeah. So those internal boundaries where we say, okay, you know, there's another point we're going to hit on later, but it's really about being able to say, okay, if I say I want to do this thing, Mm -hmm. am I really acting in alignment with that? And what is that really about? Mm -hmm. Do, Do I consistently... Um, have a pattern of doing the things I say right. that I want to do or not or not and right. really becoming curious about right. that like if, yes. if you don't versus you know shaming yourself and saying how how could I mm-hmm. you know not do all the things that I want to do and be right. in this world but to become curious as to what is that really about that I struggle to keep those boundaries with myself right and and I know one of the things that you and I both find with clients is that you know maybe they'll come in telling us that well I do really well as long as I'm not traveling or I don't have house guests or it's not a super stressful week or whatever. And so some of the questions that we would encourage you to ask yourself, you know, and this is kind of a funny way of asking it and humor is helpful, but you know, do the stars have to be magically aligned all the time in order for me to consistently implement? And if so, are you maybe being a little too rigid? Yeah. You know, we need to build in some flexibility. If you you know, do find that you need to eat out unexpectedly, that you can kind of navigate within that, that you don't have to 
you know, have a cooler with you everywhere you go. It's it again, that goes back to that black or white thinking that I think people can fall into that trap of, well, if I'm not eating, you know, chicken breast and kale, then screw it. I'll just have the pizza and beer, you know, that, you know, that's where we kind of go back to the calm and like, really, is there not a little bit of a middle ground, Yeah. you know? So, and then, you know, just some of the nuts and bolts questions is, you know, becoming a little bit of a food snob, mm-hmm. you know, when you're out and about and, you know, maybe there's some store bought cookies and chips and salsa and kind of say, I'm going to, in my head, of course, rate this food on a scale of one to 10, this potential indulgence and say, you know, is that worth it to me? And it might be. But one of the ways that you can ask and answer that to determine for yourself is asking yourself, how will I feel about this decision in an hour? Mm-hmm. And we're not always going to get that right. 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 But Absolutely. it's a practice and we do get better at that over time. But it's, you know, one of the things that I always say to clients is that the power is in the pause and it doesn't have to be a long pause. You don't have to journal about it. Mm-hmm. But just to pause for a second before your hand reaches for whatever it may be and just ask yourself, you know, is this worth it? Is this building integrity with myself? And is this a choice that I'm going to feel good about in an hour? And, you know, sometimes it really is. Sometimes those indulgences are absolutely worth it. But right. it's learning to build that self-trust over time. You know, this can help with that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's an, an excellent example of being able to have boundaries. But when, you know, your grandma makes her one time exactly. a year awesome yep apple pie that you love not being too rigid to where you can never ever ever go out of it and I think when people get into that mindset Mm -hmm. um it it I mean even saying that I kind of feel icky inside I'm like oh I can never ever indulge in things like it just feels yeah not really true to ourselves so being able to have boundaries but also not being so rigid because nobody's perfect we can never have this perfect like I always eat and that's not even, that shouldn't even be the goal. No, I mean, it definitely should be the word that I don't even think like perfect is even a good word because that's dogmatic. Yeah. It's rigid. It's, you know, life is short, right? It's true. And I don't I know mean, if perfect is, I mean, perfect. Yeah, it's not perfect. You're right. It's a really good point. It's yeah. not perfect. It's just rigid and rigidity can also be fueled. It's usually fueled by anxiety. I don't think people from a place of calm are saying I've got to eat all the things, right? Mm-hmm. In a, in it's this fear. Specific way. Yeah. It's right? fear that if I don't have these rigid boundaries with myself, that I'm going to find myself face first in a cheesecake. It's because we don't have that trust built up yet. And it's what's ironic about this is the more rigid we are, the more stress builds up, the more we're going to need kind of serotonin and carbs. And, you know, I know I've jokingly said to you, but this is where people find themselves in the pantry, mowing through a sleeve of stale Ritz crackers, yeah, you know, completely out of kind of out of mind because they are trying to medicate themselves out of that stress. So ironically, being a little less rigid is going to get you to your goal a lot faster. And I see this with my clients all the time and they're, they're always surprised by it. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I brought in a couple of little indulgences this week and I felt relaxed about it and my weight is shifting in a way that it never has. And it's like, that's because your body senses stress. And when your body senses that it's being chased by a lion, 
guess what? It's trying to protect us and it's going to hold on to fat stores. It's going to be an emergency conservation mode. And if we can just breathe, yeah. calm down. None of this is life or death. Like we are so lucky to be able to optimize our health, to be able to make different food choices. Unlike the vast majority of people on this earth who have no options, right. you know, if we can take a more grateful approach, you know, and just, yeah, chill out a little bit. So, yes. Okay. So, okay. So number four is comfort with trial and error. Um, that yeah. goes back to what we were talking about yeah. with being able to be a bit more calm with things and having that slower start or maybe changing just one little thing. Mm -hmm. And that's going to help people stay out of black or white thinking, right? Yeah. I have to do all of this, the, the things this way, or, you know, I go into that shame cycle yeah. and I'm in the pantry with that sleep right. crackers. Right. So what we want for people is to be able to skip that thinking and mm -hmm. really just take everything that they're doing one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. um, I know that for, you know, for many of my clients, it's really helpful and relieving to mm -hmm. not have to take on all of the things. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we address a lot of the mindset behind that so that they don't have to. Um, and then just speaking for myself, so I can put some of my own experience sure. in here. Um, going through grad school for me, I remember having to be like, all right, I have to take this one day at a time because mm -hmm. there's so much that yeah. you're, that's getting thrown at you that if you want to do all the things right, <laughs> it's yeah. just you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. So, so it really is being able to be comfortable with trying something out. Um, and if it fails, being able to be curious about that. What, what do I need to change? What did I learn from this mm -hmm. versus, okay, now we're doomed and Right. And it can be better. as small as maybe moving your bedtime back a half an hour. Yep. Like, again, it goes back to that kind of curious scientific approach of building a template of just because I've always gone to bed at 1030. You know, how do you feel when you wake up? Maybe you're kind of groggy, crawl into the coffee pot. Hey, let's just do a little experiment and try going to bed a little bit earlier. See if that makes a difference. Maybe black out our room a little bit more, have the temperature be a little cooler. I mean, some of this stuff doesn't have to be any Huge. big monumental shift. In yeah. fact, I think that we do better if it's, you know, what represents an improvement for you. It doesn't have to be, you know, an, an overhaul. And so I think that there's um, a lot to be said for taking a pretty, making a pretty small change, being consistent with that until it becomes just kind of part of what you do yeah. before you take on another, another thing. Change. You know, one of the things that it depends on the person. Um, but a lot of times when I'm starting with a client, we will just start by kind of cleaning up breakfast. Mm -hmm. That's where we start because yeah. it honestly has such a big impact on your energy levels, your blood sugar and your choices for the rest of the day. But that's where we start. And, you know, yeah, maybe we'll talk about for the other meals, even though we're not addressing exactly what you're eating, maybe we will talk about sitting down and being present while you're eating and trying to slow down a little bit for those meals, but we're not changing anything else at the beginning. And it's just amazing because that's what builds confidence. Yes. You know, and we, again, starting to build that relationship that I can actually trust, you know, because I didn't make this so, so overwhelming. Right. You know, it would be one thing if we were launching into changes in a vacuum. We had nothing else going on in our life. 
no other responsibilities, right? That's never how it is. No. You know, so the goal is to make this as really chill, calm. And I don't, I hesitate to use the word fun, but really viewing this as an experiment, all of these little things and see, does my body respond to this? You know, maybe you went to bed half an hour earlier and you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know what rested felt like because, you know, we can kind of be in that chronically sleep deprived state and it's normal for us. And gosh, that might make all the difference for you. And maybe it doesn't. Yeah. And so whatever, but you don't know. I don't know until you know. Exactly. Exactly. So true. Yeah. Um, I think that leads us into our next number five okay. skill set slash mindset shift, which is patience. Mm, um, that's not a fun one. Yeah. That's hard. It's really hard yeah. for, I think, all everybody. I don't yeah. think, I mean, if we had a crowd, I'd be like, all right, who who's perfect at patience or who never struggles with that? And no one mm-hmm. would yeah. raise their hand because that is tough as a human. Um, and as one an of, American, I think. In yeah. our culture, That's I don't really think true. that we celebrate being a beginner right? at anything. Right. Like, we have a goal. We want to be an expert at it right now. Right. And we don't really celebrate being in the moment as mm. much as other mm-hmm. cultures either. Yep. And I think yep. that definitely translates to how we approach our goals. And one of the things I ask people when they're struggling with mm-hmm. that is, okay, how long did it take? you to Mm -hmm. kind of be and where you're at you know Mm -hmm. with your habits right with your life for some people that's their entire life like they've always eaten and thought and done things a certain way so to expect that you your body and your brain would change just like that is Mm -hmm. you know when they put it into that perspective they're like oh my gosh I'm not even giving myself a year I'm giving myself a day to rewire a brain and to reconfigure my body in ways Mm -hmm. that I've kind of um, grown into over several years and sometimes Mm -hmm. decades. Mm -hmm. So the patience piece is super important because those long-term results are going to come from having patience, not from that care approach where it's like, oh, I lost 30 pounds in one week and then it gets put back on in half a week. So, yeah, and you know what I'm talking about, you know, those like, absolutely. And, and, but what's interesting is that by being more patient, again, I'm telling you, you accelerate your results. This isn't, we're not saying, you know, just be patient and probably nothing will change for a year. No, No. you're going to consistently see changes and you're going to be so much better able to have fun with it, to enjoy the journey to tweak and adjust as you go in a empowered manner. Yeah. I'm glad you put it. I'm glad you put it in those terms because I probably made it sound super not fun, but I think, you know, switching our mindset, right? So we're changing our brain. You have to go through that process and give your brain time. Yes. And you will be like, you will think in different ways that are so much more liberating and helpful in this journey than you thought, but you have to go through that experience of rewiring your brain. And yeah. I don't think people give themselves that when they're just addressing their body. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, I don't think yeah. that we talk about this, you know, brain body connection, which is kind of ludicrous when you think that our brain is what, you know, guides all of our thinking and behavior. Yeah. It's kind of funny that we don't talk about this as much, but you know, it, 
again, one of the concepts that I always talk about with clients is that for the time that we're working together, whatever time frame that might be, whether it's three months, six months, that yes, some of this stuff is going just like with any new skill, learning a new language, learning a new instrument, whatever it is, this is going to have to kind of take up more bandwidth in our life, right? Because we're practicing and building skills. But what's really fun is that sooner than you'd ever believe, it starts to become just how you operate and Mm -hmm. how you eat and how you move. And over not that long of a time span, you're able to start moving this over into the lane it deserves so that you can focus on your actual life. I know one of the things that you know, I've, I've mourned a little bit, I'm going to be honest, is how many years of my life I have let this suck up all of my energy. You know, what food am I going to eat? Literally, I would be mid-meal thinking about what I was going to get to eat next because I was in that scarcity mindset. You know, I wasn't on my own team and I was like, I had no trust in what I was going to do. And, you know, I was to myself, gosh, I could have written a novel. I could have done all of these amazing things for the energy and the kind of intellect that I let leak out on this stuff. But but again, so one of the things that, that I'm always saying to people is we want this eventually to be easy and to be just how you live, but easy is earned. Right. And we have to be willing to be a beginner and to relearn, unlearn a lot of the ways that we've been taught, you know, that like you were saying the other day that nutrition has to be like this super onerous, you know, eating healthy has to be this awful thing. It's like, no, we're going to be working together to build a template, this huge repertoire of beautiful, nutritious, filling foods that feel so bountiful to you that, you know, you would never ever consider going back. You know, I just wrapped up working with a client, a male, he's, he just turned 40, such an amazing guy. But when he came to me, um, I think we started in January and he was eating at least two meals a day, fast food and just sedentary, just junk, no energy, didn't feel good. You know, his wife came to all the sessions and she said that he would never let her take pictures of him like above or below the neck, you know, just really not feeling great about things. And it was just so fun to see how he was shocked at how much food he could eat and still shift his body and how his cognition came back. He had, you know, energy over Memorial Day weekend, they uh, redid their whole kitchen and he, they were both saying that he would have never had the energy to see a project like that through, you know, So there's so many non-scale changes that happen that we also want to really celebrate and notice and not just, you know, focus our eyes, you know, on those numbers. So absolutely. Yeah. So do you want to talk about some of the questions that, you know, we might be able to ask ourselves when it comes to patients? Yeah. Um, so it would be helpful for us to ask, um, ask ourselves if we want immediate progress that's less easily maintained or if we want to have progress in the long run and really be able to put our goals out there um, and give ourselves like a realistic time frame. I think that comes back to the integrity piece, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And to 
like you said, kind of celebrate those little things yes. um, that we also get outside of the scale changes that we really appreciate, like our energy levels back, yeah. our clear thinking, our ability to eat in abundance and have like have better sleep. There's little things that oh, people don't huge. realize their diet is impacting their sleep. Hormones, hormonal balance. Yeah. They're, you know. yeah. Or for women too, it's like, I'm grumpy. I remember for myself, when I was going through my own transition, I didn't realize how much my grumpiness and my moodiness had to do with what I was eating and my, the Coke Zero liters that I was drinking a day. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. Go figure. I was yeah. grumpy and tired and fatigued. And like you, I think it was really great that you brought up the morning process, like mm-hmm. to, to be able to let yourself mourn maybe a little bit about you know, it does kind of, it is a little bit sad to think about the years that we miss and to be able to say, okay, I can mourn that and, you know, kind of move forward. Right. right? But to right. be aware of that, that sometimes yeah. that is going to come up and, and people are like, wow, how many years did I miss out on energy and being more calm mm-hmm. and having better moods? Yeah. But the, the patience piece is so critical. If you don't want to do this over again. Let's not work hard for temporary. Right. Right. Let's do this one and done. Like, let's just get off of that whole on the wagon, off the wagon mentality. You know, we talk about that all the time. There is no wagon. There is no black and white approach. There is no one size fits all solution. Yes. Eating real food. Yes. Eating or sleeping eight hours a night. Yes. Going for walks and moving your body. These are great places to start. Within that very broad template, let's start playing around. Higher carb, lower carb, weight training, running. What do you like to do? What foods do you like to eat? Let's figure out the foods that you love that lead you where you want to go. And so, yes, it requires patience, but patience does not mean that we're sitting still and nothing's happening. Right. That's the key thing. Like, I think. For me, even now, when I hear the word patience, it makes me antsy because I feel like that means that nothing's going to shift. No, it means things are going to probably shift a lot quicker. Right. And you're not going to have to do this work over and over again. You know, people who are doing these, you know, HCG diets and shake diets and all this stuff, they're not learning. I mean, it just from a logic point of view, if you're not learning how to keep the results that you got can you expect to keep them? If you didn't learn a whole new way of eating, unless you're going to be drinking those shakes for the rest of your life, I mean, it makes no sense. The idea that you could go back to eating a standard American diet and, you know, of course your body's going to, you know, go back to where it was. And we, we just want to help people get out of that paradigm. And this is literally your ticket out. Right. It really is. And what's fun is that all of these skills translate to every other area of your life. That's true. You know, that's, true. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think if we try to speed this up, I think we're again going through our same cycle and we're just going faster through it. Right. Yeah. We're not actually that's changing anything. Point. We're not shifting our mindset. We're just going through those cycles yeah. ever faster. Right. So let's get yeah. off that cycle right. and do something different. Yep. Um, so we're going to switch to our six, uh, mindset shift, which is perspective. Mm-hmm. You touched on this a little bit earlier when you were yeah. talking about the gratitude piece, right? Yeah. I know for myself, um, I had the privilege, and I want to say that because I think it is a privilege mm-hmm. to be able to travel um, outside of the country to go to Cuba mm-hmm. and and 
be able to learn and experience the culture there. And I remember being so shocked mm-hmm. by the food choices that yeah. were so limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I wanted to go get shampoo because I didn't have any and I didn't want to smell too bad. And I could only find one shampoo in like in Havana, yeah. you know, one of the bigger cities there. Right. And there's just so much that I realize we take for granted here in America that we have so many choices. We have so many options when it comes to eating healthy and to eating a diversity of fruits and vegetables, right? I mean, like you said earlier, some people think, ew, yeah, vegetables are healthy food, right? There's this whole mindset that it's gross. Mm-hmm. But I and myself and my clients, we shift to this perspective of gratitude for all mm-hmm. the wonderful vegetables and fruits that we can get and the nutrients that we have access to because yeah. chicken and rice got really old. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you no, want to it's, more to that. Absolutely. And I've, you know, done a lot of traveling in the third world as well. And that's where, you know, it, I really, you know, one of the things that I really kind of have this pretty frank conversations with clients, you know, it's very easy to kind of shift into that mindset that, you know, why does everybody else get the donuts in the office break room? And why is everyone else, you know, and sometimes these aren't even like a conscious thought, but this is what's happening in our mind is that, you know, FOMO kind of thing. And if we can kind of go back to, oh my gosh, I am so lucky to have the resources, the education and the abundant choices, like you mentioned, to be able, I get to choose grass fed beef over something else. We are so privileged to be able to make these shifts to optimize our health, to optimize our life. And if we can kind of view it from that perspective and the calm and the curiosity to say, nobody's telling me I can't have the donut. I am a self-actualized adult. If I decide that donut's worth it, heck yeah, I'm going to eat it. So kind of taming that inner toddler a little bit, it can help with, you know, the resistance and, you know, I just think it is so important to go back to gratitude. And again, this is one of those concepts that I will tell you a couple of years ago, just kind of made my teeth gnash a little bit, you know, just felt like so getty, getty and just be grateful, you know, it just, I don't know, but it's when I'm thinking about it literally in my own life that I'm really having myself go through how does this make me feel in my life to be able to have a home that is secure, you know? That makes me feel so have such a safe launching pad for right. living confidently. And again, so many people in war torn countries or people who are refugees. And, you know, it's not like we're having to think about starving kids in China, you know, like I, you didn't grow up with, but I did, you know, clean your plate because of that. We're not talking about that. But we're talking about just getting some perspective on what's truly hard in this world. Because when you think about it from that perspective, choosing an apple over a candy bar doesn't really rank in terms of things, you know, that are hard. But I, one of the things that I noticed in myself, and again, I see this in clients, that there's almost a fear of taking a more positive approach, that there's some risk involved, that we're not going to be prepared for disaster. But if we are positive and grateful that somehow we're not going to guard the doors if disaster strikes. And that's where, again, perspective can be, I'm going to be here now. I'm going to make the best choice that I can in this moment. And it doesn't need to be perfect, but I'm going to make the choice that feels good to me and aligns with my goals. I have no business in tomorrow. I have no business in decisions I made yesterday. 
that leaks my energy, right? I'm going to calm down. I'm going to, you know, say I did go eat a sleeve of cookies or whatever. I'm kind of in that place where I'm not feeling great about that decision. I have a choice right now. I can indulge in the drama and the shame spiral and which is going to probably perpetuate even more more. decisions that I don't feel great about. Or I could go back to that calm. I'm on my own team. I can maybe learn from that. Like what stress or whatever led to that or being dogmatic, like you said, being too rigid. And okay, what's my next best choice? Can I have a glass of water? Can I go for a walk? No, that doesn't mean I'm going to starve myself for the rest of the day. Right? right? No, eyes forward. Yes. And be calm. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot, that sometimes when we let that drama train leave the station, it can almost be a way of hiding from doing the work, mm-hmm. from making the next best choice. I mean, drama kind of feels good in our brain a little bit. You know, it feels like we're doing something. Yeah. You know? Well, and I'd, I'd say for a lot of my clients, there's been this perspective that I have to be so hard on myself there it is. when I do yep. make mistakes, because if I'm not, then I'm just going to keep making that That's mistake. It. But the funny part is the way our brains work and the way the research shows mm-hmm. that works is that when we shame ourselves and we get into that drama mm-hmm. predicament, we actually don't make better choices. We, mm-hmm. It only leads to depression. It only leads to addiction. It only mm-hmm. leads to negative outcomes. Um, and I know Brene Brown's done a lot of research in that area and talked mm-hmm. about that as well. So yeah. um, just understanding the way that our brains work is really helpful in that. And that goes back to what you were saying with gratitude. When we are in a state of gratitude, it is almost impossible for our brains to be in a state of fear and panic and yep. acting from that Absolutely. fight or flight mode. So it, it brings us back into our bodies. It brings us back into that other side of our brain where we can be more creative mm-hmm. and open-minded and not think I am doomed because I ate one bad thing or right. because I didn't go to the gym one day. Right. It allows us to be a solution seeker versus a problem dweller. Like, you know, some of the non-helpful questions to ask yourself is, why do I always do this? Why am I such a loser? Why can I never do what I you know, said I wanted to do. It's like, no, you know, that those are not helpful questions. This is where you're shifting into, you know, what are the things that I'm grateful for? What's my next best choice? Just eyes forward, calm down, take a deep breath. And, you know, and, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but almost understanding and having empathy for yourself that humans were kind of geared to like, freak out about things Mm -hmm. we're geared to take one situation and use that extrapolate yeah and Mm -hmm. use that to amplify any fear about other situations like that's how we're naturally programmed and that's Mm -hmm. the cool thing that let us live all these years and evolve but it's really not helpful when we're trying to make these changes in our lives and can really hold us back so to have some empathy when that part of your brain starts getting activated that you're like oh, that's just my human side just right. trying to freak me out right now. And totally. that it's okay to make mistakes. Yes. And, okay. and, I, and to piggyback on that, I think that it's important for us to mention that, you know, in ver- the very near future podcast, we're going to talk about, you know, the foods and kind of the meal compositions that are going to set you up for making better decisions. You know, we're not talking nuts and bolts necessarily today. We're kind of doing the pre-work, laying the groundwork for that. But in terms of how our brain is wired, 
we are going to be bringing in some of that science for, you know, how you can eat in a way that makes this easier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we definitely don't want to be, we don't want our minds working against our bodies and vice versa. So we'll bring in some of the stuff that will get them on the same team, like in a real way. Yeah. So love it. So seven is bravery. Um, so having a mindset shift of having the courage to, um, make a change and to really be able, um, to do things that are new and scary, Mm -hmm. because when you're making this mindset change and you're trying to not frenetically go through the same pattern that you've always gone through, Mm -hmm. it's inevitable that you're going to do new things and you're going to go out of your comfort zone. So having some bravery and understanding that some of this will be challenging and that you're like, I want to do this anyway. And that's going to be awesome. Or even I've done this with another client, framing it as an an adventure. I love that. Because she has this adventurous side and she has been hiding away from adventure for Mm -hmm. a while. And so when she's like, Ooh, this is an adventure that made it so much easier to tackle Mm -hmm. and face the new things that she wasn't sure how it would go. Right. 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 And what's funny, and I think that probably a lot of us have seen this in different areas of our life, that each time we do something outside our comfort zone, our comfort zone expands, but that makes it easier when we build confidence there. And it makes us easier to say, okay, well, I did that. And that wasn't a disaster. Right. So what else can I do? You know, we kind of are able to be a little more adventurous and a little more brave. And, you know, some of the things that we were thinking about, um, you know, in terms of how you can ask yourself questions here is, you know, what's something related to your health journey, whether it's a food, whether it's a exercise class or a meetup group that you've been interested in, but a little bit nervous to try that maybe you'd be willing to dip your toe in, you know, give it a try. And one of the, I think, helpful ways to kind of see your way clear to doing these things is asking yourself kind of what's the worst that can happen game. Yeah. Right. Because say you try turnips, you've never had turnips before, you prepare them, they didn't turn out great. So what? Right? Or you go to a vegetable. Or you go to a yoga class and you've always wanted to try yoga and maybe you weren't able to perfectly do all of the poses. Right. Me either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or, or again, you go to like, you know, you want to be a little bit more social. So maybe you go to a meetup group or whatever it is. And, you know, you feel a little bit shy. And maybe you didn't meet the love of your life there. Did you practice? I mean, if worst case scenario, you practiced doing yeah. something outside your comfort zone, even if it was a total disaster, which it rarely ever is. Yes. So that's where we have to kind of get out of that fear-based thinking that totally keeps us stuck. Right. And be a little bit more, you know, how they say an object in motion stays in motion. It's just kind of breaking inertia and being an experimenter. We have a very short time on this earth. Yes. You know, let's try some stuff. Yes. And not to go too deep into like another segment, but this kind of reminds me of how a lot of my clients will say things like, I don't even really know who I am. And this is the way to do it is to have the courage to try things Mm -hmm. and learn about yourself, learn what makes you excited, what is fun, what vegetables you do like and how to cook them in a cool way. Or, you know, just trying a new class and learning something about yourself, even if it is that you don't like it, you just learn something about yourself. 
So I think taking on that perspective of bravery so that you can actually fully participate in this world and be in that journey of learning about yourself and taking some empowered steps in that way as well. So, and it's fun because then you may start to meet other people that are kind of like-minded in this way. I mean, perhaps your social group is pretty um, cautious and, you know, maybe expanding that as well. Again, it's not a rejection of anyone, you know, that you care about, but, you know. Expanding that, yeah. yeah. People who support what you're doing too, right? Because I know a lot of people talk about, you know, they're coming from social circles where, okay, if I change this, I feel isolated because everyone else eats this way Mm -hmm. or they believe this way or they're like, oh, you're you're doing this workout, you know? So to, to be able to expand that social group so that you do have some connections that are like, rock on. I love what you're doing too. Right. Absolutely. I love that. All right. So eight is humor. Um, I'm so glad I, I mean, Lisa was the one to really bring this up and I thought, wow, this is so important. Um, one of the things that I've heard not only in this field, but in also really, uh, really tough fields where you're talking to like trauma ER nurses and other people Mm. who see really tough stuff on a daily basis. And I'm not saying this isn't tough, but just to kind of to bring about some perspective, the one thing they always tell me that they use to get through that tough stuff and that keeps them going is mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. Um, and so I think that part of this journey is being able to, like, you know, like we've talked about, mm-hmm. be a bit more calm about things and take on a different perspective that gets us into a different part of our brain mm-hmm. where we're not so frenetic. Yep. And having humor helps us do that. It helps us, it helps calm us down. Mm-hmm. Laughter itself like helps calm down our bodies and other physiological ways that I'm not going to go into, but it really is very healing and helps us get into that calm state of mind yep. and helps us not take this whole thing so seriously to where it does feel really not fun yeah. and adventurous. Yep, absolutely. One of the things um, that I have done with my clients and I've done with myself um, is go through Gretchen Rubin. She has a quiz that basically helps you determine the excuses that you use to not act in alignment with whatever goal it is, you know, things like, I'll start tomorrow, or I've been so good this week that I've earned this, or I'm sad, or whatever it is. But when I went through and made this list for myself, it was hilarious. Like some of the excuses that I was using, you know, just made no sense, honestly. And I was able to kind of laugh at that and then see them coming when, you know, when it would come up. Yes, when, the, when it would come up later. Yeah. And so building that list for myself is a way to maybe not take myself quite so seriously. You know, not that we don't value ourselves, but I think that we get into this, you know, just really take this super um, dire approach to yeah. a lot of this stuff. And, and again, if you find yourself eating something that maybe you wish you didn't, it's like, laugh about it, learn from it, move on. This is the end of the world. You know, we just don't have to, you know, take it quite that seriously. We need to find the joy. Yes. So. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Hit us with our last one. Our last one. Yeah. This is a pretty big one. Um, it's integrity. So it's, the, when we talk about integrity, we're talking about the willingness to look at the parts of our personality and habits that aren't in alignment with our goals and what we want to achieve. Um, And that means basically that we are able to be honest about the things that we struggle with. 
So we were talking about this earlier as, mm-hmm. as, as an example. There's a lot of people that will say, I don't have time. Um, but yet they spend three hours on Facebook. So it's really, really getting honest with ourselves about mm-hmm. what is it that I do struggle with and that is holding me back from acting in alignment with the goals and ways that I want to be in this world. And I know that that's a really, that's a tough process. And it's mm-hmm. a skill set that, you know, for us, I know we're doing in our business journey sure. too. Absolutely. We're definitely taking that on to mean like, okay, yeah. we want to show up as ourselves and we want to be as honest as possible with our mm-hmm. business and how we do that as well. So right. this is tough stuff, but we all, we all kind of have um, these lies that we are, we will tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to link this in the notes, but there's this TED talk. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's the lies we tell ourselves. And it's really good. And she talks about that whole dynamic and how that plays out in psychology. But we all are really good at lying to ourselves about certain things. So mm-hmm. if we can build the skill of, mm-hmm. of, I guess, making the gap of how we are and how we think we are a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. that would that is yeah. like so helpful. And I, I will tell you that one of the concrete ways that you can start doing this is journaling. You know, and this, you know, when I say that word to clients, you know, they kind of seize up, like, basically, I'm asking them to write the next great American novel. I mean, this can literally be like one paragraph starting out. And in fact, I caution clients to set a timer for five minutes the first time they journal, because if you let yourself go too far, you're never going to want to do it again. It's like going to the gym and doing all the things and you're so sore, you never want to go back. So, but figuring out. So these are maybe I have a stated priority or a stated goal and you sit down and you're kind of journaling. Do my daily actions align with what I say or my stated priorities? You know, if I say that I really care about healthy food and nutrition, but again, I'm kind of piddling away my time doing stuff that doesn't really matter to me. And then saying, I just don't have time to cook at home. I don't, you know, we have a lot of excuses that feel really valid. To us. And you know what? Nobody's arguing that you have to do anything different. It's just helping us, like you say, close that gap between, you know, does, is, you know, what I want now more important than what I want most. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And so if right now I want a dopamine hit, so I want to go on Facebook and kind of check my notifications, does that align with what I want most in my life? Which whatever that may be, maybe that's building your business, maybe that's having a super organized home, maybe that's, you know, cooking your food, growing a garden, whatever it is, there is a level of self discipline that comes with integrity. You know, I, I, I'm not going to remember who said this quote, but I love it. It's through discipline comes freedom. And that does not mean dogmatic, rigid discipline. But it does mean that you're willing to just do that extra little hard thing. You know, it's like, instead of just giving in, well, but I felt like checking Facebook. It's like, can you delay gratification for a minute? And again, you start to build those muscles, you know, over time to, and and that feels so good. It feels so, there's so much pride, healthy pride that comes from being able to trust that, this is what I set out to accomplish during the day. And I did a really good job at chipping away at this list. You know, that feels amazing. Then in day after day, getting to the end of the day and going, I don't even know why I made a list because I didn't do diddly squat. 
right. on that list. You know, right. so it is, it's building so, that relationship with ourselves, which is the most important relationship that we have. Because if we are out of alignment and don't trust ourselves, you know, how is that going to translate to our parenting, to our partners, to our work relationships? Yes. If we can't even trust ourselves, how can other, that's, you know, that's where people start to get a little flaky. Right. You know, and I've been there. I mean, honestly, in my life, I used to joke that it was like living with a sketchy roommate in my head, but I couldn't trust anything that I said I was going to do or I was going to eat. It's like, you know, I just stopped making a plan because I never did it. And what's fun is it doesn't take, it's not that hard. It's just the step-by-step approach. And one of the little ways that I practice doing this is doing the slightly harder thing. Just as an example, say my gas tank is on a quarter tank and yeah, I could comfortably probably go another day or something like that because I really don't feel like stopping. Right. But guess what? Tomorrow is a really busy day. So I'm going to do the slightly harder thing and I'm going to give a gift to my future self Absolutely. by doing that right now. And what's fun is that I do, I take a minute, like, you know, that next day, whether it was food prep, whether, whether it was going to bed a little bit earlier, I take a, a quick second the next day to kind of in my head, thank myself. Yeah. Cause I want to val. Yes. I want to validate like, thank you. Like that made my day just a little bit easier yes. because I did the, not that much harder thing. But the slightly harder thing, you know, I put went ahead and put the dishes in the dishwasher instead of letting them build up. I went ahead and folded the laundry instead of letting a pile of unfolded laundry mound up and then become a thing. Right. You know, so these are the ways that we start to build that integrity with, with ourselves. And again, you're like, what does this have to do with, you know, weight loss? Wait, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And yes. it's just really starting to build that resilience and yeah, you know, build trust. back that relationship with yourself. Yep. yep. Um, I wanted to add that one other concrete way of doing this yes. is focusing on your language around how oh, you talk about things amen. because language yep. is so incredibly powerful. And going back to my example earlier, for instance, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't have time. And I think when you're beginning this journey, not so in a shame based way, but to say right now I'm prioritizing Facebook over going to the gym right that's, and that's, just that's a wake it, up call right and then you're just like <laughs> it's not to like shame yourself but it's yeah. just to own it and say okay this is where I'm at right now right yeah. and I think the the language of right now is important so too good. this is where I'm at right now and this yeah. is where I want to oh, be that's powerful because it's really hard for us to change the things that we don't we're not aware of right we're not aware of and we're yeah. not owning right because if we're 100%. telling ourselves hey I don't have time for this you never will yeah right and so it's really powerful to say, okay, I'm choosing this thing over my weight loss journey right now. I am choosing mm-hmm. Facebook or I'm choosing to work longer hours at work right now mm-hmm. over that. Right. right. And to just own that so we can build that awareness and it helps you take a step back and say, okay, what are, when you're trying to make these goals, what are some of the things you want to reprioritize and how can you do that by owning where you're, where you're at and then moving from there. Right. So, and, and. One last point about that is that understanding brain science is really interesting because when when we're speaking, we're speaking with our neocortex, our, you know, kind of evolved thinking brain, we're literally talking to the fear centers of our brain. So when when we say words matter, it's not because we're talking about our chakras or 
whatever. Or we're trying to be like way too into the details no, or whatever. No, it's, it's really literally powerful. your brain is listening. And yeah. so you're literally retraining like neural pathways. If you're saying to yourself, um, I just fail at everything. I, I'm, I, I know I'm going to fail at this. I always give in when I'm at a party or whatever. Reframe that and say, you know, just for today, I'm going to maybe make a different choice. You know, that I'm somebody that's practicing making a different choice. I am somebody that's building self-awareness about my choices. Yes. Right? I mean, we're working on it. And yeah. that literally like calms down the fear centers of our brain versus firing them all up and having this kind of storm of, you know, stress, right. That's not going to lead to the best decisions. So it's just getting back on our own team with ourselves, with our body, trying to take really a calm, empowered approach to literally everything in our life and catching it when we start to feel that we're triggered, that we're, that drama is kind of creeping up and owning the power of the pause to say somebody cuts you off in traffic and your first reaction is to, you know, clench up or yell something like take a deep breath and go, you know what? Not today. You know, turning up the music like that literally isn't going to help anything, but I'm going to own that. I get to choose my reaction, right? That space between stimulus and response. I own that, you know? And again, it's a practice. This is not a one and done. None of these are one and done. It's not, you know, this is all a practice, but I'll tell you, it's a game changer. Absolutely. So, so we are going to have a PDF with specific questions that you can ask and journal about, mm-hmm. or just simply, you know, talk into your phone about, because again, I know that journaling yeah. does give people that ugh feeling. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have a PDF for you with some actionable questions you can ask yourself. If you have any feedback or if you are interested in learning about any of these mindset shifts more in detail, let us know. Because we would be happy to go into further detail in, in, a, in a future podcast um, and be able to answer the questions that you have that come up yep. as you're being curious about this yep. journey. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. So and, and the other thing, um, if you are finding value here, we would so greatly appreciate if you would rate and review yep. the podcast so that we can um, continue to spread this message and just, you know, give people back their power. Absolutely. That's That's our goal. So thank you so much for listening and we'll be excited to see you next time.